It's Chris and Brian Jones, your real estate advocates, community connectors, talking Charlotte and York County area real estate, and interviewing business owners, entrepreneurs, and community leaders. Welcome to the Jones Zone Podcast. All right, five or three? Uh, three. Kind of like five. All right, start from five. <laughs> All right, five, four. No, you're right. Three is, five's too much. Five's too long. Three. Welcome to the Jones Zone <laughs> podcast. Your real estate advocates, community connectors. You just can't help yourself. Don't look at me like that. I mean, you're dragging it on forever, man. Come on. How was your, did you survive the hurricane? No. No, I didn't survive the hurricane. I'm actually, this is like a figment right, of stop. your... Stop. Your real estate advocates, community connectors, we might as well start over. This, this is going to be one of those it's today. Be, you're, you're in a mood. No, I'm not in a mood. All right, go ahead. Start you over. Count me down. Welcome to the Jones Zone <laughs> podcast. Your real estate advocates, community connectors. If you have any real estate problems, give us a call and we'll have a solution for you. 803-810-2230. Brian, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Good. What did you do during the hurricane? I stayed, in, I stayed inside. Just watch TV or work? I did, I did both. I worked, watched TV, a couple naps. Good napping weather. Good napping good weather. It was the best. Yeah. I got to be honest. I gotta be honest. It was it was really good napping weather. Now, do you have a ceiling fan? Are you ceiling fan on type of guy? My ceiling fan actually has like, I like it on. Yeah, I always like to have the ceiling fan on. But this is a weird ceiling fan. It makes a humming noise and it drives me it drives me crazy. Sounds like, like a garbage disposal. So I just kind of turn it off, man. To be honest. Okay. But I have a room fan. I was gonna say there's other there's other methods. For that. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Lynn? Um. Yeah. It's a funny thing. I. My house did not have a ceiling fan when I moved in, in my bedroom. So there is a, you know, separate fan that you plug in. Although I always look at it and go, I really need a ceiling fan. Yeah. But it's been three years, so I don't think it's happening. I think I'm just going to work with the other methods. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, and that's the thing. If it's been three years, you don't really need it's it. It's kind of like how you're not going to hang the painting. It's been sitting there for three years. <laughs> yeah. That's actually, that's thing. the story of my, yeah, my whole, my whole place is covered with stuff I have to put up and I'm like, eh. <laughs> Yeah, I'll do it later. Do it tomorrow. Did your power go on or anything? No. Did yours? Uh, no, there was a flicker. Did your power? Yeah, I, I had a flicker as well, it was a but flicker. nothing. And it was yesterday, I like after everything home. was gone, so it was kind of weird. Nothing during the actual storms that I know yeah. of. I think I slept through. <laughs> there could have been a power outage. Because I woke up, I was like, all right, I guess everything's <laughs> good. All right, today we are joined by Lynn Gugliotta. Did I pronounce that right? You did. I was right. holding my breath a little. That's great. Who is a certified holistic health coach and owner of True Truth Wellness Coaching. Sorry, I mispronounced that. So through individual coaching and group programs, she helps guide women to allow time of change to be an opportunity and to redefine their lives instead of becoming victim to the challenges and stuff that they may face. So Lynn, I'll let you elaborate on that. But Lynn, mm -hmm. welcome to the Jones Zone. Good to have you. Thank you. Yeah, so, yeah. I feel like you guys are a comedy team. Like we talked about the James Corden thing, so now I feel like I gotta be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of pressure. Um, so that's a quick. So, if you're gonna be on my comedic level, if you're on Chris's, yeah. there's not much pressure. Not but much if you want to keep up with Ryan, then there's. <laughs> well, if you don't mind, share a little bit of uh, your personal story and some of your professional background, and then how you got started with Truth Wellness Coaching and all the things you're doing now. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for coming. Yeah, I'm excited. I like to talk about my my passion. So any opportunity, <laughs> interview me. <laughs> so um, 
trying to think where I would like to start. So I think I'll start with a few years ago, I was going through a divorce, uh, eight years ago now. And um, I had a young daughter and um, just going through, first of all, all those emotions of loss and grief and, and guilt and also kind of excitement and then feeling guilty that you're excited and hopeful about the future, just, just kind of spinning out. Um, and trying to take care of my daughter and just not being somewhere I would never expected to be. Um, I was at a point where I just couldn't see that things were ever going to be positive. And in the meantime, my mother was diagnosed with cancer. My mother passed away. And then I had a court date coming up. And then my dad got really sick. And then it was we went into you know having to take care of dad mode. And so it was just this period of complete loss, grief, sadness. And it was really hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel way out. Um, through it all, I had a job that was very stable and I would say that's one of the things that got me through was just being financially supported and then just working with great people who were very understanding. But, you know, so that was this really difficult, dark period. But as I started to put pieces together, I mean, I went through therapy, I, you know, got back into my yoga practice and meditation and that's also something that I, I work with a lot. But um, coming out of what I call the other side, I just realized like I'm still, I'm not happy. You know, it's not all those things that I went through. I'm dissatisfied. I was waking up just dreading the day, just being like, oh, I gotta go do this again. And it was, you know, my job, like I said, was very stable and supported me, but it wasn't anything that fulfilled me. I, I always felt like I had some a larger purpose, like something I wasn't meant to do. And I was also just seeing myself get really just, you know, like frustrated, angry, all these emotions. I worked from home. And so my daughter was starting to see that because I just didn't love what I did. I wasn't passionate about it. It was the opposite. I was just going through emotions, de crazy deadlines and just not feeling appreciated. And it was, and, and it was kind of going through that, that I started to realize, well, wait a minute. Well, you don't have to live like this. You're not trapped. You're not defined by the fact that you're a divorced single mom and you lost your parents. And that's kind of how I was living and operating from. Whenever anybody would try to suggest, like, what about this? Oh, I can't. This and this happened. And I was being a victim, victim yeah. to my situation. And it, I don't know. There wasn't any one thing. It's just I started to kind of tell myself and believe the little voice saying, you can do more. You can have something more. And it because I truly believe in the law of attraction and things like that, because I was allowing myself to see something larger and more fulfilling, um, you know, things start opening up. And all of a sudden, there's this you know woman I worked with leaving to be a health coach, and I was like, wait, what? What is that all about? And it just combined everything that I love. So there's the just nutrition and exercise and you know healthy body, healthy living aspect, which has always been important to me. But when we really dug in and oh, so by the way, I immediately signed up for the coaching program. <laughs> like I researched it and I was in, I used my bonus. I was in like a week I had signed up. And as I went through that training and learning about habit change and mindset and belief systems, that's what got me and that's what I'm extremely passionate about now. So now I have zeroed in my practice. I started my business about a year ago after trying to figure out how to balance it with this demanding job. I finally realized that's the last piece to let go. You know, you just got to do it and jump in. And um, I have zeroed in on working specifically with women who are divorced and going through divorce because that was such a dark period for me. And 
I see the kind of support I didn't have in the places that I really struggled and I'm really passionate about helping women um, to feel empowered and not feel like they're a victim to all the emotions and the sadness and the grief and the loss and instead take it, as you said, um, Chris, when you're kind of reading my bio, take, use it as an opportunity. Don't be a victim to it. Use it as an opportunity to rebuild something beautiful. That was a long story, but that's Man, yeah. <laughs> so when you're going, how long did the, the period of your struggle take place? Was this like over the course of like a year or so or longer? It was, it was about three years from the time my husband and I separated to the time my father passed away. So like all that turmoil was a three-year period of, yeah, and there was court in the middle. And yeah, yeah so it's, I mean, it's not something that people just flip the switch and all of a sudden like the whole thing's a process right it's kind of you have exactly it's the whole experience is a process and you have choices all along the way and so it's it's all about you know what kind of your reserves like what are you drawing from who are you listening to who are you surrounding yourself with where are you getting advice and guidance because you and and if you're not reaching out to anybody and you're left to your own devices, you're you know you're in this really sad place, and it's easy to get stuck there. It's so easy to get stuck there. And that it's almost like a comfort thing. You kind of want to feel yeah. that way because well, I say that, and it's true with anything. You know, the, the coaching methods I use apply to any situation. But in this situation, yeah, it's like people get comfortable Woe in their me. discomfort. Yeah, because yeah, it's what they know. How did meditation and yoga help you through that difficult time? Well, that's a great question because um, I, I taught yoga. I started teaching yoga years and years ago. I got my certification well before all this. But when my daughter was little, I stopped teaching just because she was a baby and that was not working at the time. I took some time off from work and got really absorbed with being a mom. And I really wasn't. I, I really kind of slowed down with my practice. I wasn't practicing my meditation and yoga so much. And so when I went in, going into my divorce, I kind of got an out of the practice. And going through this, you know, kind of life trauma brought me back to, I started going to class more regularly. I started bringing meditation back in because I needed something. You know, I, I needed something to get me through. And I, I was missing, I was lacking the spiritual side. And for me, meditation has always been the number one way to for clarity and to center and to get out of all this stuff and really you know connect to what's really important and who I really am so I would say it's one of the things that really got me through and kept my sanity is there what do you, is there a method that a particular method that you use or do you use an app or anything or do you just kind of take quiet time or how does how do you usually meditate I love that question because people always I was about think, to ask yeah <laughs> well because great minds people always think there's like a right or wrong way there people have a lot of kind of fear and apprehension yeah. about meditation um and so I for someone who's beginning yeah I mean listen to guided meditations there's an app insight timer you can just go on YouTube and look up any yeah. type of meditation you want but I I, I didn't learn it that way, so I learned kind of more what you're saying, Chris, about just finding the quiet, you know, quiet, finding the quiet. And really, you can find that anywhere. Our guru at my yoga studio where I studied, he would talk about, um, he trained in South Africa, and he had all the in, the 
uh, yogis from India would come and visit because his father was like a well-known yogi. And so he, this is like the hardcore training. So, you know, they taught him to meditate and to breathe and all that. Then they would take him, they took him to a dump and he had to meditate in that environment because truly meditation is withdrawing from the senses. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't <laughs> I don't propose that I don't take my clients like the to dumps. Of the summer in the Charlotte. <laughs> but, right, so that's the extreme. But really, you can do it anywhere. Is my point. Um, you can meditate here. You can meditate anywhere. That's <laughs> true. You could be on a loud airplane. You can actually do moving meditations and walk. To me, it's really about breath, in evening out your breath, balancing your breath, and that when you start to focus, let's say you apply a count. And you breathe in for four and out for four to try to even out your breath, which also evens out your nervous system, by the way, if you're feeling stressful. So if you apply a count, all of a sudden you're paying attention to that count. And all this, and you can't yeah. be all caught up in everything that's got your mind spinning out. You're counting. Yeah. So that's primarily for me. I have some visualizations I do. Um, you can also look at an object. So there's a lot of different techniques, and it depends on the person. If you, some people are like, I can't close my eyes. I get all so just look at something. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. Are you gonna ask her if she's tried flotation therapy yet? <laughs> no. Why not? She'd be the perfect person to ask. Have you, you tried flotation? Ask have you tried I think flotation? he wants you to ask. Have you tried <laughs> flotation therapy? I have not. Hydro- what? Isolation tank? I have not. Oh. Have you? Oh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Tell us about your experience. Right? So basically, do you know what it is? <laughs> yeah. You know what it is. Okay. I have so. I a friend that I think has recently been doing that. Yeah, yeah. So you put yourself inside this tank to float water. Uh, it's like a thousand pounds of Epsom salt, and you close the yes. tank. And yeah, it's like you deprive yourself of all the senses, and it's like the water is like the same temperature as your skin, so you're kind of just floating. And we did it last week, and literally, it felt like. Now this wasn't the first time I've done this. Probably like the tenth time I've done it, but. This time, I was, like, out within three minutes, I think. And I was, like, when I say out, I mean, like, just in a state of freaking relaxation. It was awesome. But the water, I kind of felt like I was stuck in, like, a – it's hard to explain it. Just think of, like, a warm jello mold. (laughs) Like, if that's a good way to explain Like, I could easily move if I wanted to, but I just did not want to. I was just, like – really at a state of just bliss it was freaking awesome it was amazing yeah, it's pretty interesting but yeah and then like so I, I woke up about probably like 10 minutes I, I don't know if I felt I don't think I fell asleep but I was really relaxed like on that verge you know when you're taking a nap and you like right before you fall mm-hmm. asleep that that state of just complete relaxation that's where I was for like 20 minutes that kind of came to scratched my eye got some salt water in my eye got <laughs> grabbed my towel and uh wiped it off and then w- went right back into it again and before I knew it that the, their little chimes were going off saying the time was up and I was like oh man I could la- I could lay in here for another hour it was freaking amazing. amazing I saw some blue light like so you open your eyes you can't tell if you're if it's open or not because it's just dark you know if you're looking out there you, you can keep it keep your eyes open or shut there's no difference but my eyes were shut and like it's hard to explain so like I had this blue I don't I, you know, aura. aura, yeah, yeah, and it was just making different shapes and coming into different forms, and then just floating away, and something else would come in and make some weird shapes and just float away. It was really, it was really cool. Did yeah. you have any mushrooms or anything? Before <laughs> Not before this one. Right no. So, how did you incorporate? So, it sounded like your first thing, your first kind of step in healing yourself was with a therapist. So, like, yeah, that's a, a traditional like psychotherapist where you're talking about 
things. Yeah, I think she was a, a counselor. How did you shift, or maybe you incorporated it all, but how did you shift more towards um, spiritual healing and that sort of aspect? Or did you kind of incorporate them all? Yeah, I, that's, I incorporated both. And by the way, it sounds very interesting. Very interesting. That's great. Um, but I, I use both, and I think that when you're going through something traumatic, and especially divorce, you need to reach out to all the resources you can gather. Um, and so my therapist was more of where I, you know, just yeah. like kind of shared, invented, and cried, and just got out all the icky emotion because honestly, I was so sick of hearing myself talk to my family and friends. It was like. I just felt like I'm, I, I just felt like I didn't have anything positive to say. And I'm, I like to think of myself as a positive person. And it's like the more I talked about the icky crap that was going on, I felt like it was reinforcing it. And I just mm -hmm. felt like I didn't want to live in this crap bubble. <laughs> it really yeah. is. And so talking to the therapist, to my therapist was the way that that's where I just kind of vented everything. And even when I knew I was being like ridiculous or petty, it didn't matter. I just like got it all out. But through my, my yoga and meditation and even walking my dog was meditative for me at that time. Like I got, I was, had a lot of routine at that time and a lot of time to myself. And, and that was my way of just recentering and trying to take everything that went out with my therapist and incorporate mm -hmm. it. And just, I, I honestly still sometimes don't know how, because people are like, you're so strong. It was like, well, what else was I going to do? I have a small child. And I, you know, I, I don't, I want to move on with my life. I don't want to be miserable forever. But there's some people I think that just don't know how to dig themselves yeah. out. Was your spouse supportive? Like, or did you guys have, was it confrontational? Or did were you able to kind of be amicable? Or how did, how did you kind of incorporate what you were learning to help him, if at all? It was confrontational, just, just the nature of divorce yeah. and, and just things we personally had going on and then with my parents' health in and out, it was just, it was very messy. Um, what ended, what happened though, over time, um, I mean, it's, it's weird cause we did go out, you're best friends for years. So we went in and out of being really supportive and then being really angry with each other. And I think that's normal. But what happened was eventually we actually went to therapy together after a couple of years when I say the dust settled, you know, and everything was done and signed and agreed on. And when we, we were still kind of having, every once in a while, we would just have some sort of issue. Um, and he suggested it. And he was like, why don't we just go to therapy and get out whatever it is that's causing this, which I thought was awesome that he suggested that. that and, um, and that was it for us. That's what really did it. We just kind of hashed some things out. We sat down with the therapist that, and that he had already been seeing and suggested. And it just worked out really well. I mean, it, and I mean, we now are great co-parents. Like we will chat when we see each other. It's really mm -hmm. nice, and it it wasn't always that way. I know there's a lot of people that don't have that situation. So, what would be a, a piece of advice if someone, like a lady who's listening right now, is going through a, a divorce? What's something that she could do to kind of take her mind off of it and get into a better place? Well, there's a couple things that I kind of I try to reinforce with everyone I work with. And the first thing is get support, get all the support you need. Do not just talk to your friends. You know, their experience is different. Even if they've been through divorce, find support groups, find a therapist 
or coach and you know figure out your financial op- options talk to financial advisors talk to different lawyers you get to interview the lawyers like build a support team for yourself whatever it is that you need do not feel like you're helpless don't wait for things to fall in your lap like go out there and build the support that you need so that's one thing the other thing is that I can't stress enough with women in general is it is not selfish to take care of yourself and put yourself first and I hear that oh I can't the kids I don't have time I don't have money I don't have this yes you can ask for help that's the all you have to do is ask for help and we think we're supposed to take care of everybody and everything and that we're failing we already feel like we failed because we're getting divorced and then we think we're failing if we can't do everything for everybody well guess what you also need to take care of yourself or you're going to be depleted energetically emotionally So to be your best self, to deal with everything you have to deal with and to make clear decisions, you have to take care of you. So go to yoga if that's your thing. Find a painting class. Go to, you know, taekwondo. I mean, whatever it is, you've got to find, you know, yourself through Mm -hmm. this whole process. So whatever hobbies you put on the side, start painting again, like whatever it is. That's great advice, yeah. And I think that's the best way to connect with yourself. And ultimately what you need, what you have to do is you're rebuilding a life and Mm -hmm. you have to figure out who you want to be going forward because you can't stay in that place. It's not safe. It's not healthy. No. And, and what kind of, if you have children, you're not being the best example you can. And if you don't have children, you want to build a new, you want to build a life for yourself. You have the time and the, you know, the time, I guess, and resources that, to really take the time to explore who you are. And the coaching aspect of it is taking that, you know, that kind of self-knowledge of who, who do I want to be and what life do I see for myself and getting the support and the accountability and the guidance to do that. So that's where I would come in as a coach. That's, that's what I do is once you are ready and you are ready to come out of that dark place, I call it the dark place, the muck, when you're ready to emerge from that and you're ready to reclaim and rebuild, that's where I come in to help you come up with a plan and to hold you accountable and to support you. And to, I can be your, you know, like tough love coach and I will hold your hand and whatever it is that's needed at that moment. But it's not something you can do alone because you really have to rewire the way you do things in order to really have the life that you want and that you deserve. So let's talk about the program a little bit. What does it entail and how long does it take and what do the sessions look like and stuff like that? Um, that's a good question because I'm actually starting to revamp some of that. But currently I I will typically work with women for either a 90-day period, which is what I recommend, or a 28-day. I call that the jump start. Um, the 20, 28, or sorry, 90-day transformation program meets once a week for 12 weeks. It can be in person. It doesn't have to be in Charlotte because I do a lot over Zoom, like web, web conferencing or yeah. just the phone. Um, so it's meeting once a week for 12 weeks. And in the beginning, we really just hash out, you know, what are the issues? What are your obstacles? And where do you want to be? And some women haven't even mm-hmm. imagined that they have options or they can even envision themselves, you know, living a different life. And so we work with that. We work with where you are. And so over the course of 12 weeks, we'll build on those initial goals and work through obstacles because each week I'm going to check in. We're going to have action steps. And did you follow through on these things? And if not, there's no judgment. It's just what got in the way because that's what we need to zero in on and work on. So it's it's like a, a progression. And it's kind of like each week building on the next. And at the end of the 90 days, I don't want 
I don't want my clients to need me, you know? Yeah. I would love them to, you know, maybe later because they've empowered themselves, they are ready to do more and want to come back for another few weeks. But really the whole point is to create long-term change over 90 days because it takes approximately 21 days to, to create and establish a new habit. But in order to reinforce it, that's why I encourage the 90 days. Because then, you know, a 28-day program, we're getting you to that point. Mm -hmm. you, you've, you know, created the new habits. You know where you want to go. But when you come up with an obstacle two weeks, three weeks, a month later, that, that's where, you know, I'd, I'd like to have the follow-through. But I do also do one-off sessions as well if somebody needed that and just said, oh, my gosh, I'm freaking out. So I am, though, creating a, a six-step program, which I believe is going to end up being a six-week program, specifically around managing through divorce. That's going to call out six specific steps around dealing with the emotions, dealing with, you know, getting the right support and those types of things. So I'm actually going to be working on that in the next couple weeks and hope to be able to announce that by October. So. Awesome. Okay. Cool. What are some of the resources that um, you use to help you? Like, I know you... I guess you could talk about uh, the certification that you went through and stuff yeah. like that, but what are some of the resources that, that you keep using and, and some people that have maybe inspired you or influenced your curriculum and stuff? Um, you know, well, my, my training was through Health Coach Institute, and it was really amazing. Um, and they really walk you through, and we have to do practice coaching and things like that, so they really walk you through the most, their kind of tried and true effective coaching methods, so I've incorporated a lot of that in my coaching. Um, it's called Transformational Coaching Method, and a lot of it is NLP-based, Neuro Linguistic mm -hmm. Programming, so it's really all about, you know, kind of rewiring the channels and reinforcing and asking the right questions, and so I use a lot of those tools in my coaching, um, and I because of my experience with meditation being in one of the strongest ways of, you know, staying connected and being mindful and, and finding that kind of peace within and not looking outside. I guide um, a lot of my clients to try whatever meditation methods will work for them. I might walk them through a meditation myself. It depends on what they're looking for. Some people want to go off and do it alone and they don't really, they want to figure it out for themselves and they'll go listen to some guided meditations. But I use that a lot. And for myself, I meditate every morning. Um, I try to practice yoga daily. There's some days I don't get my practice in, but either go to the studio or, or practice myself. So for me personally, those are still the things that keep me sane and grounded. Um, and also having a coach myself. I don't know if there will be a time, ever be a time that I don't have a coach because I feel like it's essential. And I say all the time, once you peel back a layer mm -hmm. and you kind of get through this big maybe of money issues, maybe of deservability, and you don't think you deserve to be happy, you don't think you deserve love, and you peel back that layer and you work through it, there's going to be another layer because we just make things really complicated. I always say that. We just make our lives so complicated. We're these happy little babies, mm -hmm. and then we're like, oh, I'm going to take that and that and that and now I'm just going to make my life really hard and tell myself I have all these limits that I don't really have so you have to keep peeling back the layers of these beliefs you've built that aren't true they're just things that you took from your life experience and told yourself well this is how I have to be this is all that's possible so every time you peel back the layer there's going to be more so I feel like it's essential to have a support system maybe it's a coach maybe it's therapy, yeah. whatever it is, maybe it's your yoga and meditation practice and your own personal practice, or maybe it's prayer and your in church and having that community. It's whatever it is for you. Um, I just think you have to always use that going forward. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it's hard to change your mindset, especially if like, you know, you're in your 30s or something and you have 
you've been telling yourself these stories your whole life. Yeah. And you're trying to, to change that story. If you don't have the proper support, coaching, and you're just relying it onto your own device, your mind is going to try to keep you safe. Safe, right? It's fear. The, yeah. When you don't change and somewhere nagging your mind, you know that mm -hmm. there's a change you need to make. If you don't do it, it's fear talking because fear keeps it, thinks it's keeping us mm -hmm. safe. It's a little voice in your head. Um, there's this book, The Untethered Soul. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, no, but I have, oh, I'm only partway through it, but he talks about how you have a roommate. We have this roommate that's always got a problem. Yeah. It's always going to find a problem. And so if you pay attention to that voice in the course of a day, you'll be like, holy crap, like <laughs> really need to shut that up yeah. because that's what keeps you from taking, you know, taking a chance, taking chances isn't always bad, you know? You don't have to jump out of an airplane to be brave. And even that, you know, like that's not even unreasonable. A lot of people do it. But, you know, there's a lot of ways to be brave and there's a lot of ways to step out of your comfort zone. And sometimes, though, you need somebody guiding you or, you know, supporting you throughout, throughout that. Yeah. I try to be supportive of Brian. Like even though he knows that he'll never live up to his older brother's uh, standard. You yeah. do know that, right? Yeah. Uh, but I always try to support him. You know, yeah. I try Will you ever get the countdown right? I don't know. <laughs> no, we'll never get the countdown right. Because his ego, he has to have like that last, he has to have control. Like he'll say, count me down from three. And you, you, you heard it. I say three and he jumps right into the, because he has to have control. It's, it's almost, like, what was it, a sociopath? Or is it? Oh my gosh. I'm not getting a that big vibe. Sociopath or psychopath? That That's a pretty big jump. But what is it? Answer me. Is it I, I don't know. It's probably both, I guess. I don't know. It's a mixture. All right. So when you left your job about a year ago or so, yeah. Um, what gave you the, the courage to do that? How are you finding clients? And how are, how are you using the law of attraction and all that to kind of build your business and get it running? And I love that question. Um, well... The courage was, it, it's an, every time people tell me I'm brave or whatever, it was a point where I didn't feel brave. I felt like, well, I felt like I didn't have a choice. I felt like I have to do this. And then people are like, wow, I can't believe you did that. And I'm looking at them like, what was I going to do? So in my situation, it was just kind of like building, 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 where I was just like, I can't live like this anymore. Once I kind of opened that awareness of like, this is not how you want to be. And this is in conflict with how you want to live. It's like I just had to. So the other thing, though, that happened, what I feel is the law of attraction kind of stuff that took place, it was several months that I kept saying, I, I had finished my certification, and I kept saying, I'm going to leave my job. I'm going to leave my job. I don't know when to do it. I'm going to get my notice. And I just <laughs> spun and spun and spun, and everybody, I rationalized it with friends. When do you think I should do it? Do you think I can do this? And then you're not going to do any. If you're just spinning it and asking for other people, they can't. No one else can tell you what to mm -hmm. do. But um, it was honestly a financial thing because I was concerned with finances and um, my parents ha my parents had passed away several years before, but a whole other story. It took us a long time to get their house ready to sell, to get through all their lots and lots of stuff. And, you know, their house was in New York. I was here. My brother's in Vermont. And so we were doing a lot of juggling and suddenly it all fell into place in the household. And so there's this lump sum of money. And I'm like, well, I could save it and stay in a job that I hate or I could take the risk. And one day I was talking to my manager and I didn't even know I was gonna say it. And I just said, I have to tell you something. And it just all came out and I wasn't totally planning on it and it just came out of my mouth. And so I kind of made it where I, I had to. <laughs> Once I said it out loud, I had to follow through. So that was last summer, which seems so much longer. Um, but for as far as finding clients, I do a lot on social media. 
um, a lot of networking and just meeting people in the community um, and, and beyond Charlotte as well. And just really getting to know people who may no, you know, may be aware of women who are looking for me. And I also do a lot to build resources so that I can refer, um, that I can f refer women to my clients. And I also have a private support group on Facebook for women who are divorced or going through divorce. Um, so when I get my contact information, mm -hmm. if anyone's interested, they can reach out. It's completely, it's called a secret group. So nobody can see the group, let alone who's in it or what they post. And it's just a community of women just looking for support and, and just know to know they're not alone and there's other people going through what they're going through and so i build resources for that group as well so i'm not going to just refer an attorney without knowing them knowing what they're mm. about so that's a lot of it that's, as yeah. well yeah good that's kind of a good segue to kind of take us home then if you don't mind uh maybe take 30 seconds to a minute and just kind of uh, remind people who your perfect client is and then how they can get in touch with you and most importantly, how they can get started with your programs and yes, stuff. Absolutely. So my ideal client is someone who is, you could be in the middle of a divorce and just feeling like you can't get traction and can't make clear decisions because you're just so overtaken by emotion. You could be, you know, already divorced and just really struggling to rebuild and to find that, you know, kind of get organized and figure out, you know, how do I put myself first and take care of myself and how do I find the time and just really managing through the aftermath to rebuild. Um, but it's, I, I can only work with someone who's ready, who's ready to do the work and ready to commit the, the time and, um, and the How do they know energy. if they're ready? How do they know? Uh, kind of like what I said. I feel like it's, you're at a point where you're just like, I can't be here. When you're at that, that's who I want. The person that's in, you know, and it keeps bubbling up, I can't be here. I can't function in this way. I there is more for me. So when you just you have that knowing that like I am ready and I there is more to life than this. I can't sit in this. It's like you're you've got that passion to mm -hmm. move forward one way or another. You don't know how it's going to happen. You just know you have to. That's when somebody's ready mm -hmm. to to work with me because you have to be willing to do the work. Um, and so. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I do the 90 day program, 28 day program. I have a lot more coming up. Um, I do work with people one on one. So whatever capacity is, you know, that sounds right for you. Like I said, I encourage 90 days to really make that transformation. But if that seems daunting, you know, you can make a lot of changes in four sessions as well. So that's the 28 day program. So um, People can reach me. Uh, I have a Facebook page, Truth Wellness Coaching, and so anything I have going on is posted there. I post a lot of Facebook Lives and just different inspirational posts just for people to understand what I'm about. Um, my website is truthwellnesscoaching.com, so you can find more information about my story, programs, um, and which is also going to be built out soon by my friend Brian. And, and otherwise, just email me, Lynn, L-Y-N-N-E, E at truthwellnesscoaching.com. So if you're interested in the group and any programs, information, um, my initial consult is complimentary. So if you just want to talk, I am available and I'm here for you. All right. So if you're a woman going through a divorce or has been through a divorce and you want to say goodbye to loneliness and confusion, God, <laughs> confusion, <laughs> give Lynn a call. All right. Awesome. Absolutely. Thank Thanks you so much, guys. Home. Thank you. That was awesome. Thanks so much for listening to the Jones Zone Podcast with Chris and Brian Jones. We'll catch you on the next episode.